Hi everyone, welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying my work and enjoying my time off. This podcast is going to discuss productivity and I was struggling with it all week. Every year for me, from the time October 1st hits until New Year's Eve, it's just the craziest thing in the world. Maybe December 23rd, because I feel like as soon as Christmas hits, um, that week gets kind of quiet. Although in the last few years, I have had um, many, many phone calls um, during the week between Christmas and New Year's when that used to be kind of a dead zone. I don't travel during that time. It's one of the one times of year, one of the only times during the year that I'll kind of nix traveling because um, I figure everyone else is traveling. I just kind of want to enjoy my home and my decorations. But the point I'm getting to is that the last three months are the some of the craziest months of the year. So for this week, I was really struggling in terms of productivity. And it started with the weekend. Um, My last podcast I left off where I talked about my super, super fun Saturday night, um, being uh, part of a party that was happening at my house. I really didn't do anything for the party except for pay for things. (laughs) My daughters did all the setup. And so Sunday morning after the party, I woke up early and I woke up early and wanted to stay up because I wanted to try to get some stuff done. So I worked a little bit, I cleaned up a little bit around the house. And then for Saturday afternoon, I had tickets to a documentary called No Safe Spaces. And everyone who listens to the show knows how much I love Adam Carolla and his podcast. And he's part of a movie called No Safe Spaces which is a documentary about free speech. And last weekend, it opened up, and in Scottsdale, it's it has a wider release now, and I think you can pretty much see it anywhere. But last week, the only place in the country to see it was Scottsdale. And I bought some tickets um, because I figured it would be kind of a relaxing way to spend a Sunday afternoon and maybe see something that was a bit educational. A topic that's near and dear to my heart is the attack on free speech. And the movie was good. It was not focused one way or another. It wasn't focused, uh, it wasn't left-leaning, it wasn't right-leaning. It was very centered, I felt, but really focused on the problem of free speech possibly going away. And 
the U.S. is one of the only countries in the world where free speech is so protected, and that's why it's so important. The other thing about this movie was it was super entertaining. I wasn't really sure what to expect because a couple of years ago, my husband and I attended the No Safe Spaces tour um, that Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager attended, or, or attended, that they sponsored and were at, and it was in uh, Glendale, Arizona, and we went to it, oh gosh, it's really, it's going to be like two years ago, and they were actually filming that night for the movie, and when you got to the show, they said, hey, we're filming for this movie, and I thought that the movie would just be that show, but the movie had all sorts of clips and videos and interviews of all these people that were affected by people trying to take free speech away. And a lot of them are very young people, like people who were dealing it, dealing on dealing with it um, at colleges. And I just thought it was it was very fascinating. People enjoyed the movie. Like I was with a full house of people seeing the movie who enjoyed it. I ended up going by myself. <laughs> I had purchased eight tickets. And I figured, oh, what eight people out of the 20 people that I'm with all the time are going to go? I'll have to turn people away or buy more tickets at the box office. But after being part of the party on Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday is football, I had no takers. Like, everyone was relaxing before they started their work day again on Monday. So I was a little bit... Um, I, I also would have liked to stay home and relax, but um, I had these tickets, and, and I returned the other ones. Um, at Arizona has Harkins Theaters, which I think is also in California, and I just showed up 15 minutes early, and, and they bought back the tickets and were very nice about it, which I thought was great customer service. And by the time I got into the theater and got into the seat, um, there was... Um, they were already sold. Like those uh, other seven seats that I had were sold. The movie short, it's an hour and a half. Um, there's some original music that they created for the movie. I think you can get it on demand also, like through iTunes or Amazon. I recommend it. And I was on, I was kind of on high alert. As a lawyer, I kept thinking, are they going to get this right in terms of free speech? Is it going to be leaning too much one way or another? And I felt it was very nonpartisan. I, I really recommend it. It was a great way to end my weekend. Plus, the theater that I was at is across the street from Whole Foods, which I never get to go to because where I live, there is no Whole Foods. There's no Trader Joe's. I always have to travel to get to these places. And I went into Whole Foods, and something great about Whole Foods is you can pick up a meal. So I picked up, it was a little bit disjointed, but it ended up being pretty good. I picked up a couple veggie sushis, and then they had some pre-made pumpkin curry and a pre-made, um, uh, what was it, a Kung, uh, Kung Pao uh, tofu, and brought that home and 
we just had that and it was like a very small delicious meal just lots of veggies so it was nice to go to Whole Foods and then I, I got some of the things that I can't get anywhere else all right so that's Sunday night so now I have a chance to just start off my week as fresh as I can and get as much done as I can and I was feeling a bit of a time pressure because tomorrow which is Saturday tomorrow through Monday I'm going to California so I really wanted to make sure by the end of the week that I was in a place where I felt I had been productive for the week so Monday right out of the gate it just starts off um, very busy I had a meeting in the morning and then I had a midday mediation like literally a lunchtime mediation um, from 11.30 to 1. And I'm thinking I don't even have lunch hours anymore. The last um, time that I had an order of protection hearing, it was scheduled during the lunch hour as well. So even that time of day, midday, is being used by the courts as a time when there can be mediations or court hearings. And I just sort of felt like crying all day. Um, and I had meetings Monday afternoon, kind of one after another. I crammed a bunch together. And then um, I brought work home. And I worked from maybe like 5.30 to 8.30, just sat on the couch and, and wrote some documents that needed to be written. And this was very important that I do this because... Tuesday was a nonstop day for me. I had depositions at my office starting at 11. And they weren't, I wasn't the one conducting the deposition. I had another attorney on a case, the opposing counsel, who asked if the depositions of my client could be at my office. I was actually kind of thrilled about that because I thought, I don't have to travel anywhere, and when it's done, I get to go right back to work. I don't have this two-hour two round trip of going into the city or, or going to another office or, or wherever the case may be. It was at my office. But the day did not work out as I hoped. Very, very last minute, the district court scheduled me for a hearing at 10 a.m., which they said was a 15-minute hearing. So I had to run downtown, be in court at 10 a.m. We, we were done within 15 minutes, um, run out at 10.15, drive all the way back up to my office, and attend depositions. So right when I got to my office, everyone was there for the depositions. I had maybe two or three minutes where I could kind of set my stuff down and get a drink of water and go into the depositions. And I kept thinking, there's no way these depositions are going to go all day. The opposing counsel did not think the depositions were going to go all day. She said, she kept saying, oh, I'm finishing up, I'm finishing up. And then time would tick on, time would tick on. We finished up almost right at 5 o'clock. And the whole time we were at the office, I could just hear the phone ringing in the background. My office is really small. And if you're talking in a normal tone of voice or even 
normal to loud tone of voice, you can hear someone from the other side of the office. It's only about 1,100 square feet, the entire thing. So I could definitely hear the phone ringing, and I'm just starting to get stressed out about it. Um, so then, right after that, I had to go to training. So I locked up the office, ran home, went to training. So now on Wednesday, do I get to catch up then? Nope. I had a hearing that was scheduled for 9 a.m. in Gilbert. I am northwest. Gilbert is southeast. It is usually, if there's not bad traffic, about an hour. So I figured I'm going to give myself an hour, 10 minutes. It was also a hearing that, in my opinion, didn't need to happen. It was a case that was settled, but we're still finalizing the paperwork. It just should have been continued out. So I probably had kind of a bad attitude about it, but I left in what I thought was a, a sufficient amount of time. Here was something that I did too. Although it, I'm, I was breaking my own rule. My own rule is generally don't do phone calls when you're driving, especially when you're driving on the highway and you're going 50 or 60 miles an hour. You can't do phone calls. But I knew that at the time I was traveling, there was probably going to be times where I was in stop and go traffic with the emphasis on stop. So I made a, a small list of phone calls to make as I was driving and I figured if I get to two or three of them that would be great I think I probably had let's say seven or eight and the traffic was so bad it was one of those parking lot traffic days that I got through the whole list I look at the clock it's 10 minutes before my hearing starts I look at I had set the GPS I knew how to get there but Sometimes when I'm going in in the morning, I'll put the GPS on my, um, in my car just to like have an idea of how much time is left. And I looked at it and it still was 30 minutes away. And I, like I, I got nowhere within about a 10 minute period. I had only traveled, uh, in about a 30 minute period. I got nowhere. I'd only travel a few miles. So finally, I'm like, okay, I just have to call the court. Either tell them I'm going to be late or I'm, or, or can I appear telephonically? So it was, it was even a, one of those hearings that my client wasn't even going to be at. Like just e an easy peasy hearing. But unfortunately, I had to travel across the world to get there. So I called in. I was able to appear telephonically, like no big deal. So I drove halfway to Gilbert. And then turned around and, and went back up to Anthem. So that's how my morning started. And then also on the way, a big rock hit my window and put a crack in the corner. And my windshield is probably three months old. Like, it's just a bummer. It was like a bummer of a morning. And then Wednesday starts the meetings. Like, one after another. One after another. And um, trying to get some work done. Not really getting to it like have this stack of stuff on my desk of like these little things that need to be done. And I get as much done as I can. And then in the evening, I was going to a birthday party for the mayor of Phoenix. 
there's this really, really cool place. I don't know if it's a secret. I feel like I found out a secret. It's in Phoenix. It's called Ziggy's. It's a pizza place on Van Buren. And it looks, it's just one of those places like when you go to New York and there's the places where you can get the big slices, like that's what it looks like. But then they tell you walk through it. So you kind of walk through the kitchen, walk through a freezer, you walk through this door that looks like a freezer door. And then you're in this bar area. It's not huge. I mean, it's pretty big, but not huge. You wouldn't expect it to be there. It had tons of pinball machines, which I love, and a dance floor, and a fun bar, and everything was complimentary. The The only bummer was they kept bringing out pizza that had meat. And so when we first got there, there was a cheese pizza that was ice cold. So my husband and I each had a cold piece of cheese pizza, and we just kept figuring they're going to bring out the hot pizza. And pizza after pizza was sausage and pepperoni and supreme with sausage. So I had um, a Cosmo, which I love. I always say I drink Cosmos before Sex in the City. And that's a true story. <laughs> and so I had a Cosmo, which was delicious. And so we get home and I'm, you know, I just have to go straight to bed. Like that was my whole day. Court, meetings, this birthday party, straight to bed. So then Thursday is Halloween. And this was the first time in years where I didn't have court. I always have a family court case on Halloween. It's usually in the afternoon so that I'm missing the first part of trick-or-treating. I'm missing my daughter getting ready for for trick-or-treating. Although now she's 12, like she's not really caring if I'm there for her to get ready, but I still want to be there. And I don't also I also don't want to be stuck in that Halloween traffic in um, I'm sure it's like this everywhere, but when it gets to be the afternoon, everyone is trying to get to their kids. And from one o'clock until five o'clock, it's just like on Halloween, it's the worst traffic ever. So I get, I, I, I just had a, like two meetings in the morning. And then the rest of the day, I was actually able to get some work done and I left early. I closed the office down early. My um, legal assistant was in Denver taking a few days vacation. My associate left early to um, do Halloween with her kids. She has little kids. And I said, that's it. I'm shutting down the office early. I think it was around 2.30. And I ran and I hadn't seen my mom all week. And she lives nearby now. So I ran and I took um, her and my dad and my father-in-law um, to Chili's for a quick late lunch. Went home, got ready for Halloween. Usually, do you ever have a event that you think is going to go one way and it turns into something totally different? I've lived in the same neighborhood for 20 years. Halloween is usually a dud. Most of the people, like 75% of the people, have their lights off and they're gone. There's barely any children trick-or-treating. Oftentimes it's hot, <laughs> which is the worst when you're in a costume and it's hot. 
And um, this year was a surprise. I almost felt like I was in, in, in a parallel universe. I live in the same place. Like, how could it be so different this year? So what happened was my, um, my two older daughters came over and the one with the baby had the baby. We were taking him trick-or-treating. He's five months old. He doesn't know, but you know, it's his first trick-or-treating. And my daughter put his little Pinocchio costume on. We grabbed his stroller and went out. This is the first time in, I, I couldn't remember if it was ever or if it was since my youngest daughter was a baby, so 12 years, that I went trick-or-treating with all three girls. My two older girls have long been done with trick-or-treating, and then they were older, so they were doing their own thing or not trick-or-treating. And then my um, younger one last year, she went out with one of her friends, but this year she wanted to be with her nephew and the other two girls we, were there and we walked around the neighborhood. Not a dud, like, (laughs) like so surprising. Someone had a truck with a hayride attached to it and they must've brought a group of kids, um, on this hayride. Someone had a golf cart decorated and they were dressed with like sugar skull makeup and they were driving it around. And another person had an old fashioned hearse and they had it decorated and they were driving around. There were hundreds of children everywhere. There were kids everywhere. There's families. Everyone was saying hi. Um, Most years, maybe two or three people will sit out in their driveways and hand out candy. There were dozens of people that set up little tables in their front yard so that kids could just go up and, and, and get candy. Everyone was super friendly and happy. It was a tad chilly, so it was comfortable walking around. I was so bummed that I didn't put on a costume. I have a Snow White costume. I have the the big red wig that I just wore for Jessica Rabbit. Like I could have thrown something together, and I didn't because I I thought this was any other Halloween in my neighborhood. So it was so crazy. So I get back to my house, and my mom and dad had actually stopped by because I said if you're if you want to come over, come over. We're we'll be you know handing out treats to kids. So they showed up when I was gone. I come in, my husband's been handing out candy. There's like three pieces of candy left in the bowl. I had bags and bags and bags of candy. And every year I panic and I buy bags and bags of candy, same as I did this year, but I always have tons of leftovers, which I bring to the office and I I hand out in our, our candy dish that's out front. So I started like panicking and throwing stuff together. I found some boxes of Cracker Jack that I bought recently. I put those in there. I had snacks from my last um, airline trip (laughs) that, you know, when they give you those little like Fiesta mix packs, I threw those in the bowl. I took some of my daughter Maggie's candy that she just got. At the party we had the week before, I had bought party favors because it was also my brother. We celebrated my Um, brother's girlfriend's birthday party and she loves Dr. Seuss. She's a grown woman, but she loves Dr. Seuss. Um, My brother's old, she's old. Um, And so I had all these little party favors, like these little metal bookmarks. And I had these pens that had all these different colors and I had tons of bracelets and I had put them out last week at the party and a lot were taken, but I still had quite a bit. 
So I threw all that in there. Like we went through all of that. And then around 8.30, that was it. It was all over. Just like I was laughing. Like I couldn't believe it. So that was just kind of a funny, crazy night. But here's um, something that I'll mention that really messed with my productivity at the end of the week. Two-day headache. Both Thursday and Friday had a headache. I get them probably, I would say once a month, maybe once every other month. Sometimes I can get more. I feel like it's a little bit of allergies. I think it's tension. I feel a lot in my, the back of my neck and my shoulder. And when I get them, a lot of times I can't kick it. So I slept Thursday. I woke up. I still had the headache on Friday. Took ibuprofen. Later I took Etcetera migraine. I took some allergy pills. I went and saw the chiropractor on Friday. It actually, as I record this, it's Friday evening. About an hour and a half ago, it finally released. I think going to the chiropractor might have really helped. I have this great chiropractor that does like a very gentle manipulation. He's not one of those that, you know, like whips your head and there's all the cracks, which I, I like that too. <laughs> I think that feels good. But he does a more gentle one. And for some reason, it it keeps me going a little bit better. Um, in fact, he cured my left knee problem where I could barely walk sometimes. And, and he took care of that. And it's been great. So um, Friday, I was back in court again, but back for a program called Court Works that Ninth Circuit Judge Murgia has thrown every year for, I don't know how many years. It's got to be 10, 15. I've been part of it for almost as long as she's been throwing it. I think I missed the first couple of years and then have been part of it ever since. So what happens is 7th and 8th graders come and they do a mock trial. They have the same fact pattern every year about a girl who's caught smoking and um, whether the jury has to figure out if it's her or if it's possibly her friend who had an identical purse. And the kids do opening arguments, closing arguments, cross-examination. They do a really good job. There was a really cute kid today who was like a very dramatic defense attorney. Like he was really good. And he was, um, he was like really badgering the witness, like not badgering in the sense that a judge would tell you to stop, but he was, um, really getting the information out of the witness. So it was fun. And, and I think those kids enjoy it. I know that in seventh or eighth grade, I couldn't have done anything like that. It took me years to be able to talk in front of a group. Um, the first dozen times that I went to court, my voice squeaked through it. It really is something getting used to. So it's a good program to get kids um, used to that type of thing. So the reason why I'm recording this on Friday instead of my usual Saturday or Sunday is that tomorrow morning I leave for California. I'm going with my oldest daughter and Saturday night we're attending a charity event for cancer. And then the next morning, um, my daughter who has the baby, my youngest daughter and my niece 
are flying out and we're going to spend the day at Universal Studios and stay there all through the evening and do Halloween Horror Nights and then come home on Monday. No baby coming. Like Halloween Horror Nights is a big commitment in terms of walking and it's loud and we'll be there late. So there's no way you could have that. But she's, my daughter's like really stressing because she hasn't left him, but um, I think she'll have a good time. So what did I do wrong this week? I did everything wrong this week. I barely had a decent meal. I worked too long of days. I didn't have time set aside for working. Um, And by that, I mean, I was overly scheduled. Some of it I can't help. I, I cannot help when the court is going to schedule me for court. And sometimes things get scheduled on top of each other. I didn't drink enough water. For sure. For certain, I didn't. Um, In October and November, it gets so dry here. And I feel more dehydrated than I do during the summer heat. And so what, what, what do I need to do? (laughs) My daughter's idea is um, quit your job and just stay home. Oh, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Like I have to make a living. I have clients, I have to keep working. But what can I do instead? So I started thinking about productivity and how I can be more productive. I have long, I long, for, for the longest time, held on to the belief that productivity and nonstop work went hand in hand. Sort of the more I work, the more I'll achieve. That doesn't work. And I can tell by this week, the more I worked, it got me a headache I got nothing done. I've been carrying around this little stack of work that if I get some time with my laptop, I could be able to get it done in a couple of hours. I haven't had that time. So when you are working nonstop, you actually can't get any work done. Also, unfortunately, for this week is my it was the it's the end of the month. So I had my end of the month things to do in terms of billing just was crazy. But it definitely shows that even though I worked like crazy, at the end of the week, I really didn't achieve anything. Also, when you work that hard, you lose your perspective on things. I feel like I haven't had a good idea all week. And it's just because I'm going from one thing to the next. And studies show that if you can take a break between projects, you can wake, you can come up with better ideas. And it's also that thing like when you're stuck and then you go to bed and you get a good night's sleep, you go to work the next morning, you have this fresh perspective, then your productivity increases again. There's science behind it. It's, It's not a joke. And I know from my own living and working, how important that is. And I know that taking a break seems like the last thing in the world that you have time for. And I feel like I didn't have time all week. There's some things that I I feel I did do right. Um, I was pretty good about getting enough sleep. Um, 
But I, I can tell you one thing that did happen to me that hasn't happened to me in a long time. I went back to the sleeping pattern where I fall asleep pretty early, say 9, 9.30, and then I wake up at 2 and I'm up till 4.30. That happened to me twice this week. And I attribute that to just having that work week where you're constantly going, constantly going, and then when you wake up in the middle of the night, your head's going and your body's going because you're still going. So taking a break boosts productivity and keeps you from getting burnt out. Um, so there might be things that seem like it's wasting your time, like taking a walk around the block, talking to one of your coworkers, getting a cup of coffee. All of this is recharging. I really didn't do any of that this week, and I try to be very cognizant of that because I hit a wall and I hit it on Friday. So Thursday I had the headache and I just, I pushed through it because of Halloween. And um, then on Friday morning, I pushed through it because I had the court works program and I got back to the office. I did my couple of meetings and then I went and talked to my associate and I said, I have to lay down in the back office, the back office that I have, my reading room. And I said, um, I go, if you, because she leaves a little bit earlier. And I said, if you leave, just lock me in the office. I said, I need to rest. And I laid down and I'm, I'm quite certain that I napped. Do you ever have that scenario where you feel like you maybe took a nap, but you're not sure. I like dozed in some fashion. I woke up and still had a headache. And then that's when I went to the chiropractor. But I think the combination of like a, a little nap and, and then also, um, having the chiropractor move things around helped me. Then plus when I came home, I made food that I like. I made a nice tortellini soup and I made a vegan meatloaf. I know it sounds weird, but they have the Beyond Meat. And um, I just threw some stuff together into it, made a little meatloaf, and it was all very delicious. And now I'm sitting here with you. So if you want to get more done, ignore the um, ever-growing supply of what I have heard when I really like this terminology called productivity porn. So things like apps, books, wearable devices, more things to help you cram more into every day. And really the thing we need to do is maybe not cram so much in, but space it out a little bit more. I would love to be able to tell a judge that. Hey judge, I already have four hearings this week. Can we schedule down the road um, because I need to be more productive? I have a feeling that's not going to fly. And that's why I was in court way, way more than um, anyone ever should be this week. I have two other tips um, that came up during the week. They're sort of random. I was reading an article about uh, payroll services. This is a tip for um, people who have their own business. I read an article in Inc. Magazine, and it said that tons of small business owners do their own payroll And I was floored. 
I have never done my own payroll. I always outsource to my CPA and the fees are very reasonable. Number one, I just didn't know how to do it and I was afraid I would mess it up. And it turns out that people who in small businesses who are doing their own payroll in an attempt to save a little bit of money, they are making mistakes and they end up paying a payroll penalty, interest, they deposit the wrong amounts, they do the incorrect filings. I don't worry about any of that. I just send my payroll information to my CPA. The stubs come to me. I write checks. They do my payroll reports. It's a lot of check writing on my part, but what are you going to do about that um, when you pay the payroll taxes, etc.? They told me how to do the automatic, um, the electronic payroll deposits because the IRS does it that way now. That's nice and easy. They set that all up for me. And I can't imagine trying to do that myself. And there was a statistic in the article that small business owners can spend like up to 10 hours a week working on payroll. And I just was floored by it. So if you aren't, if you are, if you are doing your own payroll and you have a small business, like stop immediately. There's payroll services. You can talk to your accountant about it. It's been super easy for me to just go through my accountant. My payroll um, issues are very small. It's just me and two other people. Um, but there's payroll companies that do all of this for a very reasonable price. My second tip is if you drive around a lot and if you are parking at meters quite a bit, check on the meter and see if there's a, um, an app for paying for the meters. So I have seen this little sticker on the meters that says download the app. And I figured, oh, I don't need another app because if I download this app, then it's just another app on my phone. I probably have to put a credit card in. What if it's not easy to use? And the I number one is at, for the meters. I park at meters quite a bit because I'm in like in and out of courts um, frequently, and a lot of times I have like short hearings. So instead of going into a parking garage, walking from the parking garage, if I can find a meter close by, I'll try to park at the meter. But one thing is I never have change because I always take my change and I throw it in a change jar that I save for vacations. And I don't want to always heave around a bunch of change. And then the second thing is they take credit cards, but the meters in Phoenix, they are completely jacked up. I don't know if they're like burned out from the sun, so you can't see the screen. So if you're trying to adjust for the time that you're staying there, you can't even see it. You don't even know if it's taking your credit card. I'm all, I always think I'm always going to get a ticket. I, I don't even know if I paid for it. Later, I look at my credit card I paid for it. I'm like, okay, good. I never had a problem where I ended up getting a ticket, but I was always worried about it. And I just was like swiping my card over and over again wondering if it was getting charged a million times. And I pulled up to court this week to one of my hearings and I was there like slightly early and I saw that sticker for the app and I thought, I'm going to try this. Completely changed my life. It was so easy. You did put in a credit card, but the meters have a an individual number on them. 
You just put the number of that meter, you're out doing it all from your phone, you can easily set the time. And if you're not making it in a time, because here's another problem that I would have, is I would go in for a half an hour hearing, I would set my meter for an hour to be um, safe, and then an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 10 minutes later, I'm running towards the meter, you can add more time from your phone. So if you see that as an option in the city or town that you're in, do it. It is such a time-saving device, and I can't believe I didn't do it sooner. Thank you for listening. I really thought this was going to be like a 15-minute um, podcast, and we're kind of in our regular about 45-minute time frame. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find me on Facebook under my name or under the law office name. You can find me on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette. And you can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. I really appreciate your comments. I appreciate story ideas. Um, I love hearing from all of you. I thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back next week and I'll tell you about Halloween Horror Nights. Good night. <laughs>